Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 434. My name is John Morgan, coming to you live from Tampa, Florida, the Sunshine State. It's been a little bit of adventure getting here. I'll get to that in just a moment. Meanwhile, Cold Coffee <laughs> is with me, and he is coming to you live from the steaming hot Sin it's City. It's hot as hell, State. <laughs> Man, I'm telling. They may call this the Sunshine State, but I'm telling you what. Uh, I mean, it's look. It's warm here too. It's not. Like it's it's like it's chilly out here. But uh, I know because I just left Las Vegas late last night. Uh, we are in the middle of it back home, bro. It is hot, and I know you've been out there getting your steps in, doing all the right thing. Getting but the steps uh, in, dog. It's warm out there, bro. Yeah, and it's funny because my phone says it's only a hundred right now, and I think my phone's lying to me because it certainly looks a lot hotter than that. Because I swear it was like. 90 some degrees by the time i got back to the house this morning at like 8 30 in the morning mm. yeah i've been getting the morning steps in man but you got to go earlier and earlier because the the temperature doesn't go down i think last night i noticed it before i went to bed um it was still like 90 degrees outside so yeah we're at that nope. point of the, the the summer where it's like it just does not cool down nope. at all but uh yeah that's uh I'm afraid to see what the uh, AC bill is going to be at the end of this month because it's it's, <laughs> oh, it's running nonstop, dog. It's running, and it's funny because I was even before it got hot. Because remember, you'd come over, you'd be like, "Well, it's a little warm in here." I was like, "Oh, you know, got to fight that bill." But now, you go outside, you come inside, and it could be 80 degrees inside. And you're like, "Oh, it's cool in here." And you're like, "Yep, <laughs> see." <laughs> Mine, I just got I just got my electric bill in right before I left, and uh, it wasn't too bad, but it was starting to get that sum right. It was uh, $240, so, you know, not insane, yep. but definitely where you look at it and you go, ooh, ooh, I don't like yep. that wait very till, much. Wait till this month. It's, it's going to get worse this month. It's funny because I'll go into, the, like, the, the dashboard of when you log into NV Energy. There are energy overlords out here that are killing us and raising their rates, those motherfuckers. <laughs> You go out there and it gives you, uh, it tells you, this is your use to, of today. This is what you owe right now. And this is like estimated what yours is going to be. It says it's estimating my energy bill after this month's going to be like 320, 340, oh. something like that. Oh. Dude, brutal, brutal. And uh, this isn't even the hottest. It might even get hotter next month. So who knows? Um, but yeah. That's fun, crazy. fun stuff it's, out here. But it is beautiful. It's sunny as all get out. <laughs> well, I feel like most of the time you and I could be on like the uh, the visitors bureau or the tourism board, like because we're always singing the praises of Las Vegas and what a great place it is and how much we love living in Las Vegas and why you should come out and have a good time. But I will say. This is that one part of the year where you start to question a little bit, like, why did we decide to build a city out here in the middle of the desert? I know early this week they were talking about maybe the hottest day on record. I don't think it got there, but they were saying that it was going to be potentially the hottest day on record, which was like 117, and then like out in Death Valley it was like 130 or something. So (laughs) this is is that hard part, and and you touched on it, is, is I always tell people when they talk about the Las Vegas heat, I mean, it gets hot during the day, and just whatever, man. You turn you the, you turn on the air conditioner, you stay inside, you turn the fan on, whatever. But it's that Close it's that the blinds, keep your blinds closed, keep your blinds closed. Absolutely, you got to do that. But it's that 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 one part that you never get used to is like, okay, fine. It's like pitch black at midnight or whatever. You're like, I'll go outside and go check the mail, or I'll uh, go take the dogs outside and see what's going on, get a little fresh air. And it's still like 90, 95 yep. degrees at midnight when it's pitch black outside. That's the part you never get used to. Yeah, it's one thing if you if you if you're lucky enough to get a breeze, then it doesn't feel as bad. But it's still got that heat because I mean, like we said before, it's not like the humidity where it just sits on your shoulders. Right. You know, 
if you get that breeze, it definitely feels it. But man, when you just you ain't got no air flowing and you're staying out there, you feel it. And that's why I always drives me, you know, always gives me a little kick is uh, when we've been doing these recent T-Mobile shows. Of course, me and JMO are showing up in shorts. I mean, you that's know. that's what you do when it's hot as hell you and, and you're kind of hefty boys here in the in the in the the sunshine of sunshine states. But then you see these boys show up in their fancy suits, trying oh, to no. look all good on fighting out. I'm like, this mm-hmm. poor bastard is going to roast if we have to sit out here, you know. And it's and it's. It, I think even the last event. Uh, there were some fans that were waiting to get in the front. I don't know if it was for Fight Night or if it was even just the weigh-in day. I don't know if you got there yet. Um, somebody collapsed in, like, the line. And I can remember hearing people saying, wow. like, medic, you know, calling all this shit. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy out there, man. But, yeah, this is the time of year that for all you aspiring journalists that want to cover MMA, even though they say, and, and the, the UFC, if they, of course, they listen to this. I'm sure they're going to call me after this. <laughs> their guidelines strictly say what your Fight Night dress is going to be. Trust me, if it's 100 degrees outside, you don't have to wear your suit. You don't have to wear There's a, a suit. Little There's a little flexibility, but it's 100 degrees outside. There's a little flexibility. You want to be able to make it into the room because you don't want to smell like some sweaty-ass wool suit because your ass has just been <laughs> out there chafing in the sun because you thought you needed to look good. Uh, uh. But I don't know. I always wonder, though. I always wonder, though, if they're like, ah, damn it, these guys wore shorts again. But it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, it's JMO, it's Kenny. I'm going to let it slide. <laughs> Because uh, I remember the first couple times I used to always still try to put jeans on when we go there. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna put pants on. I'm gonna put jeans on. I'm, I'm gonna, I'll give them that much. And then you're sitting there in line, and then halfway through the night, it's like I got swamp ass, and I'm just like, why didn't I wear shorts? I'm like, this is stupid. I'm, I'm not doing this again. So well, I, I, yeah. I sit at a table all night. My legs are covered, so I still wear a nice, you know, I put a nice little polo shirt on, but my leg, you yeah, can't see yeah. my legs all night. I sit at a table that has a tablecloth on it. So what's what's the use, man? That's why. What's so, the problem? I'm telling you, man. I'm with you. Uh, all right, listen. Uh, <laughs> I, as I said, I'm in Tampa, Florida. I uh, had a little bit of delay. I have gotten a couple of delays in and out of DFW the last couple of days. The, on on Saturday, oh, the way home from Memphis, of course, I was late. Uh, and ended up not making it to the show at the Apex because I got uh, travel delays. Now, that one was just uh, – I don't know what was going on at DFW. I don't know if it was weather or what was happening on, but there were delays everywhere. Like, the, the thing was, was packed. This morning, I left – I had a 12.08 a.m. flight. So, I was taking the red eye uh, out of Las Vegas, Las Vegas to DFW, lands at 5 a.m. Dallas time. Then we take off at 7.21 a.m. Uh, to come here to Tampa – and instead, instead, I ended up uh, sitting on the runway for like two and a half hours. So we were supposed to leave at 7:21. We ended up finally taking off at 10 a.m. So two and a half hours on the runway. Uh, now I will say, because it was so late, I basically just slept the whole time. So it didn't really bother I was me. Say, I thought you didn't like taking the red eyes anymore. I, I don't on the way home just because I'm so tired. But if I can do it on the way out, it's kind of nice because I can at least get the evening with my family and then. And then go and take it. So I don't know. I took it, but if if there was you didn't no have delay, to do any it'd be work fine. today. Exactly. Well, that's the thing is if, if there is a little bit of work to do. I mean, obviously, like we got to record this podcast, and I got the weigh-ins coming yeah. up, all that. So I was trying to get in in time to get all that done. So the two and a half hour delay kind of hurt me, but uh, I will say at least uh, I just kind of slept because it was so early in the morning. But uh, a lot of delays, man. A lot of delays. I feel like I've been I feel like I've been sitting around in airports and airplanes a lot for the last week or so. Yeah. I and, like I, and I have to admit, I think the last time I went through Dallas as well, I think I've hit some uh, delays in there. And, and a lot of it just seems it's not, it's definitely not weather. But, you know, who knows? I mean, because that, that weather thing's a whole trickle down effect. You know, what, 
what's happening on the East Coast and then starts making its way and backs something up, then it kind of trickles down the line. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm certainly uh, I'm certainly not in a rush to hop back on any planes, but <laughs> well, you're Mr. Travel all the time now. Uh, you know, I'm staying busy. I'm staying busy. You and I will be traveling next week. I'll be flying Southwest Airlines. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be slumming it with yeah. you in Southwest Airlines, bro. What's up with I'm that? I'm telling you, I love it. I'm, I'm telling you, with the two bags thing, now, now that everybody's nickel and diamond you, I, I like the two bag things. You know, I'll splurge for the early bird. Did you get the early bird? I did get the early bird. Did get yep, the early bird. Yep. There you go. There you go. That's good. Um, that's as close, I mean, as, that's like as, close as you can get to an upgrade there, basically, right? Like that, that is. It is. I mean, because you, you get your seat. You get your seat. Um, and usually, for the most part, I mean, I think, too, uh, what I've liked with Southwest, and this is not an advertisement, I think lately when I've done, I've taken their, their uh, flights, like the attendants seem to be in a good mood. They're usually trying to get on the mic. Sometimes it's cheesy as all get out, you know, and they're trying to have a little fun. They seem to be having a decent time, you know. And this flight's so short. I mean, it's just going to be, you know, it's, it's not quite just up and down, but it's a pretty short flight, so... Um, and it's pretty cheap. So, yeah, I mean, I like, I've been using Southwest more ever since I've gone to a peon status and every other airline and no, no, I just decided, well, okay, what airline's not going to charge me to carry all my gear? And that's kind of why I've been leaning on, uh, Southwest just because the two bags, man, makes a big, big difference. And, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, well, they're certainly not saying hello, Mr. Hathaway, when I walk up to the, uh, the <laughs> counter or anything like that, but, um, <laughs> I don't like the Southwest. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. It'll be um, it'll be my first time on a Southwest in flight in a long time. And as you said, it's a short one. I think it's just barely over an hour as we go up to Salt Lake City yeah. for USC 291. Obviously, that's going to be a good one. They uh, do sell alcohol on the plane, though, uh, so you can always get your fix on. Uh, got to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, uh, we'll talk about USC 291 and the alcohol challenges of Salt Lake City next week, of course. Don't forget, we have to buy beer warm, so we have to plan ahead if we're going to have any frosty beverages and – uh, all those things, but we'll we'll figure all that out. They won't sell you two drinks at once. Remember that? We ran into that situation oh, yeah. last time. There's all kinds of weird ridiculous. laws up there. We'll figure all that out. Uh, this week, of course, uh, the USC is in London. We'll talk about that. I do want to say I am here in Tampa for CFFC 122. So if you want to mark your calendars right now, Thursday night on USC Fight Pass, the man CM Punk is going to be back. So I didn't have him last week. was working with Andre Petrosky. I uh, had a good time working with him, but uh, CM Punk is going to be back this week. We've got two title fights and the two featured fights. Uh, lightweight title on the line in the main event. Cedric Gunnison uh, is going to put his title on the line against Rob Watley. A pretty interesting story there. Watley's returning from after like four years away. Actually battled like some uh, substance abuse issues and some uh, questions about whether he really wanted to continue fighting or not. And now he's back and, and he wants to make another run at it and had a, a couple notable wins early on. So intrigued for that one. And then a high-level flyweight title fight as well. The vacant title is on the line between Shamel, Badman Finley, and Badmatrin Dorjiev, the undefeated Russian who is now living in Brooklyn, New York. So uh, two high-level title fights on UFC Fight Pass Thursday night. So if you want to mark your calendar, you practice that name, didn't you? Bro. You had to practice that last name quite a few times. When we first booked him for the fight, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I got to practice. This is going to be a little bit crazy. But it's not too bad. And it's actually kind of funny because it's Bad Matzerin is, is his name, and then Shamel Finley's nickname is the Bad Man. So it's Bad Man versus Bad Matzerin. So kind of like that Interesting. one. Interesting. Yeah, so should be a high-level fight. So looking forward to that. The crowd's always good in Florida, man. It's always sold out in Tampa. Seminole Hard Rock Hotel here in Tampa. It's always a, a fun one. So that'll be uh, tomorrow night, Thursday night. So if you want to uh, tune in and watch that. If you want to watch last week's two men, if you didn't catch last week's show, CFSC 121, 
Six fights on the main card, six finishes. So it was action-packed from start to finish. Uh, I think we saw two different guys uh, in Danny Barlow and Raheem Forrest that are probably, I'm guessing, going to be on Contender Series uh, later this summer, man. They both had, like, big knockout victories. They both got out of their healthy, and they both were kind of already on the radar. So I think we're going to see them both at the UFC Apex later this year. Fingers crossed. So if you didn't if you didn't catch last week, catch last week, and, uh, and then catch this week as well because we have back-to-back -back weeks for CFSC. Now, one thing I didn't catch, and I want to ask you about if you caught it, because I had travel late last night and had a bunch of stuff going on. Normally, I'm up to date every single week on the Ultimate Fighter. I didn't get to see the <laughs> Ultimate Fighter. Have you caught it? I'm gonna watch it later today. I was gonna watch it before this, before we sat down to do this, but then I had those travel delays, so I could never get a chance to watch it. But I do know. The result that the team McGregor finally registered a victory, and I finally and, and 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 whoever was the first one to edit that gif of Connor running around the cage, and then Dana <laughs> running around the cage, and then Connor running around the, and cut those clips together. I'm just gonna say pure genius and creativity in that. I love it. But uh, did you get a chance to see the Ultimate Fighter, and we finally see Connor McGregor break through? I did. I have not seen the gift that you're talking about. Now I have to go back and find that one. I did think it was pretty ridiculous that they just loved everything that that Connor did. They've they've edited that show so much. I think they're just trying to find any interaction of Connor to throw out. I mean, and plus he probably was so finally happy just to finally have a win because I think he was just worried um, that he wasn't going to have a team. Yeah. And I think we're going to see at the end of this one because you you see stuff at the end of this where people start when it gives you the teaser of uh, next week where people are uh, started to be listed underneath somewhere on a board. I think they showed a clip where it shows like something maybe at the house where it so showed some people under Connor's name. And so some of the teammates were starting to think that they were going to get, have to get swapped teams. And some of them that obviously haven't said it, maybe you'll see more in the next episode. Definitely were venting, you know, like one of the guys, the clips was saying like Knight was saying he would leave the show if he had to get, uh, put on Connor's team or whatever. I heard that. I heard um, that. Jason Knight's a but real dude, one. It was a Jason Knight, man. I love that dude. Um, dude, it was great. I mean, it was it was a hell of a fight. I mean, uh, if people haven't seen it, it was the bloodiest fight that's happened uh, this season. Um, you know, okay. it was definitely it was a really really good um, you know, back and forth. And then he he do got caught, man. Uh, I literally thought that uh, it was going to be a clean sweep because while the other dude, um, while Hunter got beat up and got bloodied. He still won the first round, so I was like, "Dude, that's okay, man. He's gonna, he's gonna, uh, he's gonna take it." And then he just got caught, man. And then I really felt bad because you know a lot of motion show, and I think he realized that you know anytime these vets realize that you know they had the shot back at it, and then to lose that chance, he was definitely sad. But um, the shit that kind of pissed me off, and I was expecting because the week prior. Just like they keep doing these teasers. I feel like they give us more in the teasers than we actually get in the episode. Because if you saw the teaser at the end of the last episode, you see Connor start jawing with like uh, Roosevelt Roberts right. and some of the other guys. And apparently things, I think, got more physical and actually um, almost maybe even, uh, I don't know if Charles Rosa, I heard that Rosa was there maybe. Maybe he was cornering uh, Connor's dude or something. Maybe it's Boston, it's a Boston thing or something. Um, even though now I don't think he's in Boston. I think he's from Boston or something. I think he's, he's down in Florida, Florida now. Yeah, he's in Florida. Um, but I heard that maybe him and Roosevelt maybe got into it. And also I think this is the one where um, Bader maybe got in another scuffle with the dude. Okay. But do we see any of it? We saw absolutely bumpkins. We saw nothing. We saw more in the teaser than this episode. Because at the end, you see the jawing back and forth. But that was it. And then it went to the typical 
guys enter the um, uh, coach the rooms the the what do you call it the uh, the coaches rooms and then you see the teammates um, congratulate them. So it went from a little bit jawing back and forth with the guys on the the stage. I'm giving all the teasers away to anybody <laughs> that hasn't seen this. Well, sorry. I haven't got a chance to see uh, it yet, so that's good. So, well, you oh, know, sorry, but, my, my bad. Spoiler alert, because I know all the spoilers. people in the world are just really they they hold it until Friday when they can get the family <laughs> together and everybody. Yeah, yeah. Like, everybody come watch it. Well, now you almost want to watch because if you were looking for blood, this is the episode to watch because finally the fight brings it. Um, and the dude, the guy, I'd have to, I'd have to look up his name. Um, it was a good fight, man. This kid, this kid's sharp, man. Uh, he's really something. But then he, obviously, you know, was so high on finally getting that win for his team. He came off like a bit of a jackass at the end after he won. But dude, he was. I can't, I can't fault him, man. He fucking smoked him, and it was, it was a great, great win. But apparently, this is the one where a lot more physicality happened after the fact. But nothing made it into the show. They've done such a job of like editing out all this shit. I don't know why, you know, and we've talked a little bit about it before. If it wasn't Bader, we said, okay, well, Bader's a Bellator guy now. And then uh, Rosa, is he even still on the UFC roster? I don't even know if he's on the UFC roster right now. He might not he even be still on the is. roster right now. he still is. Is he? Um, but I don't know why they didn't show any shit like that, why they didn't show that. If that interaction did, you just see sort of Connor going back and forth. But then for them to clip all that stuff, I don't know what the idea of the thought process why they've cut out all this sort of extra shit that sort of happened that normally I would think that they would keep all that stuff in there. So, yeah. um, you know, when it got to it, I was I was really looking forward. In fact, Nolan King was hitting me up. He said, bro, I think this is the one where we see some stuff with Bader, blah, 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 blah. I was like, cool. So then I watched it and I was like, what the fuck? I was That's like, nothing. Crazy. Nothing. That's crazy. Um, so last you know, time, you're right, because last time we talked about this, you know, we kind of – we talked about the fact that maybe they were protecting Connor. We talked about the fact that maybe there were some legal things they wanted to do, or maybe it was just a reputational thing. I don't even know. Maybe maybe Connor, uh, agree, you know, only agreed to do it if he had some, you know, some control some of the sort editing, of executive producing, uh, yeah. or something. You know what I mean? But but ultimately, I I, I kind of just said, ah, maybe it's just because they just don't want to show Ryan Bader because that's not their guy anymore. But now, if it's again. Now I just wonder, man. It's just uh, now I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm taking back that I thought, oh, it was just because they don't want to show Ryan Bader. Now I'm now I'm saying it's conspiracy again. I'm putting the tinfoil hat back on, and I'm saying, man, they're they're trying to cover yeah. up for Connor because that's the stuff we want to see. That's the stuff we that's all want to see. I mean, like if you want people to get give something to talk about and people to get hyped up, like they're going to be talking about that, and it's like. I, I, I don't see, I don't see it. I mean, this is <laughs> every you know. I, I don't know. It just it's what it definitely leaves your head scratching because it's, it's it's it harkens back to like the oh well don't talk about this other fight that's going on because we don't want this other fight to go you know to distract or whatever. I'm like this is a whole show that's about building up you know these fighters and giving you you know interest to watch more stuff. And I would think all this extra little stuff would do it. But if you're trying to build interest in the guy that's not one of your fighters, well, why would we put that? And if if there is a guy that maybe you know I don't know. It's just. It just left me waiting. I wish I didn't know that stuff happened because this whole time I've been let down waiting for it to see it and not see it. Then now I'm just like, I wish I never knew that shit happened or almost popped off because now I've been looking for it since episode one. And now, I'm like, now, now you nothing. Wish, now you wish you would have just nothing. heard, hey, man, every night they got together and did Bible study together. and they <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, Connor was the the nicest guy ever and blah, blah, blah. And they just held hands and sang Kumbaya. <laughs> um, I mean, I did like, uh, so far, the end, uh, you know, I will, I've been, 
I am guilty of, I will fast forward now through some of the packages. I will fast forward a little bit of stuff, but one thing I haven't seen a lot of this year, and I think this was like what we saw when we interviewed the fighters, the vets and the prospects going into it was that you don't see a lot of like in-house drama. Like there's just right. nothing. So like there, there's, there's very little stuff that you're seeing inside the house, maybe a few little extra little clips or whatever. Um, and I don't mind that, you know, like, I guess if there was drama, I would, it'd be cool to see some of that stuff, but you know, it's just, it's just weird that this season, I feel like you're not seeing a lot of that. I don't know if that was feedback or maybe there's just lack of anything for them to put in there. Um, and then a lot of the fights this year were so short that there wasn't a lot of fight stuff. You know, it's funny cause like, so we'll get these teasers. And then as I'm usually scrolling ahead to get towards the fight, I'll just gauge where the fight's. I'm like, okay, I can tell how long the fight's going to be, how in-depth it's going to be. Because you got a little bit of leeway at the end of the show for the teaser. You get that post-fight stuff where they're in their locker rooms talking or whatever. But then, you, but by the time you get to it to where you show them showing up at the apex, then it's like, okay, I can gauge how the fight is. But it's like I feel like this year, I don't, I don't know, it's kind of vanilla, just kind of like, eh, ho-hum. I mean, the fights have been good, like – a lot of times I find myself fast forwarding to the fights because the fights have played out good. It's just all the extra stuff, you know, mm-hmm. that I'm just like, uh, I will tell you sometimes when I see the packages, uh, if it's a fighter that I get, I think I've watched and this is no fault for the prospects, but like a lot of the vets, I'm interested in their stories cause I've seen them around. Of course. Um, you know, so it's kind of neat to see some of their stories, but a lot of times I'm just like, I just want to fast forward. And I think that's why if me, I think I'm more in terms of like I like contender series and I like tough, but I'm definitely more in the the team uh, contender series because yeah. it's just it's about the fight. I don't have to to wade through all this other stuff that I feel that you're trying to pull at my heartstrings. Yeah, and there's not a lot of that other shit. It's just like let's just get to the fights, you know, and let's bring the fights, and then boom, it's done. Um, I know whether they have a contract right after the fact, you know. So I definitely still think that there's a point and place for the Ultimate Fighter. Um, I just think, you know, it still draws upon the heat of the coaches Yep, is a big bulk of it. You know, how the coaches interact, any sort of that training stuff. But uh, I did notice in this one, too, and you'll watch it. We talked a lot about how the differences of like Chandler's team seems like they're trying to find strength in their fighters and then they try to sharpen that. This one starts off almost immediately with Team Connor tra- um, training and he's just teaching them a combo. He's teaching him this combo that works for him. And I'm just like, dude, he is legit just trying to and make it, them be him. And I haven't even seen you it, know? but I guarantee you that combo has the rear hand uppercut in it. it always, <laughs> he's, always, he's always And then you hit him with this one. Yeah, the rear hand. The, the rear hand uppercut. That was, that's, not even, that's not even a halfway decent counter. <laughs> but it always ends with the rear hand uppercut. I'm like, bro. Dude, it's so, it's so bad. But I just it kept ringing in my head. I was like, he's legit just telling him how work, you know, yeah. of combos that work for him. Like, bro, just. Just be and, me. Uh, can you just be me? Can, can you, you just, just go in me? there and Trust be me? me. <laughs> Trust the process. Trust the process. He did. Uh, he does let the uh, the guy that got him his win. Guys like Connor. Obviously, uh, I wonder how long he'd been waiting to do this. They go back in the room, and uh, Connor's got the the bottles of uh, uh, proper twelve. So of course they all do a shot in the locker room. Uh, but then they're like, he's like, what? the kid. I don't know. If, how the word I forget how he worded, but the, he ended up letting the kid take a victory lap in his Lambo because Connor <laughs> pulled up in a Lambo or whatever, and, and he's like, he's like, I'd love to take that for a drive, and Connor's like, okay, he's like, 
because uh, I think a kid was thinking Connor would just let him sit in it or something. Connor was like, yeah, 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 go for it. I was like, damn, that's how happy he was. He was like, here, let me give you the keys to this hundred or however many hundreds of thousand dollar vehicle. And then he even said, he's like, I got a little, <laughs> he kind of said he got a little nervous. I was like, you think? <laughs> like, like been, all it takes yeah. is one heavy foot and that kid's lost, he's lost control of your half a million dollar vehicle. Yeah, whatever. by the way, and let's do it after a couple shots of whiskey, like jump behind after, the wheel. <laughs> and I want to say it was probably after the whiskey as well. Like, jump behind the wheel of the Lambo that you've never driven before after a couple shots of whiskey. I did see that clip. Uh, I did see that clip where he's like, have you ever driven one before? And then Rico just looks at him like, do you think I've ever driven a Lamborghini before? Like, no, yeah. I and, have not. And what's interesting, yeah, and, and it's uh, interesting on this, you also start to see now that it's getting into like the semis you they um and that was part of the stuff you see at the end of it is where dana brings everybody back into the room okay who do you think is the toughest matchup who do you think's the weakest so when they start putting the 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 picks together so it's interesting i won't i won't give away who who a lot of them did but i thought it was pretty interesting guys have to now pick their teammates and who they think who the the top guy is but uh, if you had to pick now if you can remember who all is in who would you lean to who you think a lot of guys think is the top tough guy uh i mean out of of the prop out of the vets. I got to say, out of the vets, I mean, I'm sure everybody has respect for Katona because he's been around and he's won it before. Yeah. And, I, yeah. I, and I know everybody knows how tough Timor is. So I got to think Timor yeah. was one that everybody's not, not, not afraid of but has high respect for. Um, yeah. And then in the lightweights, I'd say – Am I just playing Homer to say Jason Knight, man? I think they. I mean, especially the way he, especially the way he won his. Maybe, maybe Jason Knight was the one they had the most respect for. He definitely respect, but uh, but you hit it. Teamer was one of the ones that a lot yeah. of guys were saying for there. They're like, dude, Teamer, Teamer, and I was like, dude, that's so cool that. And and he was actually the one that Connor even said too when they were talking about who they thought, uh, who I think they want his guy to go up against. They want Teamer, but because I think they want to try to knock off the top guy, but. He even said it as well, but it was kind of it was kind of a unique moment where actually Chandler and Connor kind of agreed in who the number who they thought the tough guy was. But when you heard all the fighters come back, a lot of them were saying Teamer, Teamer. I was like, dude, that's okay. that's mad cool, man. The respect, but because uh, I always thought the guy was a beast it. too. So yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting that a lot of guys gave him uh, props and stuff because I don't know if it's maybe. Because he speaks English fine, but I feel like, you know, um, he's, he's come off as very quiet on the show. But maybe it's just because they're not giving him a lot of time. Because we're not seeing a lot of stuff in the house or whatever. Um, so maybe we're not seeing a lot yeah, of he's not. He's not a I big guess talker. that's probably either. anybody. He's not yeah, a big talker. he doesn't talker. seem like he's a big talker. But he's yeah, dude, it's a good, good episode. Good fight, man. Good fight, man. Uh, and yeah, it's getting getting down to the wire, man. Uh, I'll but yeah, Connor got that fucking win, man. I was thought I thought he was gonna get sweet. I thought he was gonna get sweet. Yeah, you know what's and funny? That is, it would have been unprecedented. It's never happened before. That's the thing. Once it got to probably like six and zero, oh, at that point, I was kind of actually cheering for the sweep, and not because and I know that probably sounds like a Connor hater, and it's not because I was cheering against Connor, but I just like a little bit of chaos to be like, what the hell is gonna happen if this, if it's zero and yep. eight? Like, what what are they gonna do? Like, how do they do this? And how is Connor gonna react? So I was kind of cheering for a clean sweep, not because I was hating on anybody, but just because I. I wanted to see how it all how it all reacted you know what i mean yeah so it should be interesting at the end because you know they're you know if in fact they are going to make some guys have to i guess be under the connor banner um like you know as they showed sort of in this teaser i don't know if it's in the house or if it's in the gym or whatever where this thing is you just sort of see these guys looking up 
at what looks like a wall, like saying like, wait, why is my name there? Blah, blah, blah. Um, that could be interesting because I think if I was one of the vets and you're used to getting training around your sort of set and then you have to go over and all of a sudden you're getting this combo training from Connor's combos. <laughs> Hit him with the, the rear hand combos. uppercut. Hit him with the rear hand uppercut. <laughs> they might be like, dude, this sucks. You know, uh, put me back. Put me back. Oh, uh, it's so good. All right, I'll, I'll check it out. <laughs> imagine, yeah, imagine if every time they get back to the house they're like, Yo, man, what'd y'all, what'd y'all practice today? Oh, well, you know, I was working on this, this, this. You know, I was really my wrestling and blah, blah. How about you? Oh, man, we worked, <laughs> we worked on this uppercut combo. You know, it was dope. It's a little bit different than the one we did the other day because he, he was stepping backwards this time. The like, other day he was stepping forward. He was like, I got this idea. Have I know that you're an orthodox fighter. But have you ever tried southpaw from kind of a wide karate-like stance? I really think I really think it worked, and and I want to see a lot of movement on there. Maybe kind of just in and out. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, I look forward to watching it. I'm like, look, I'm like you. You know, you kind of said something like, "Hey, I'm kind of team contender series now." I don't know how anybody couldn't like contender series more than the ultimate fighter if i'm just being honest with you because a you're getting to see more fights b as you yeah. said like it's just fast paced it's, it's going but i'm like you I, I understand a lot of people still don't watch the ultimate fighter but i still do and i have no problem with it like i do think there is a place where i think they can both exist peacefully i don't understand why some people are like oh yeah gotta get rid of it like dude nobody's asking to watch every episode but i still like it and i've enjoyed this season so i'm bummed that i missed uh the really good episode but i will be checking it out after we get done here for sure uh, all right, let's let's uh, let's talk about this weekend, UFC Fight Night 224 in London, England. Uh, not quite the, you know, loaded lineup of, of star talent in this one. I know I've heard a lot of yep. the, the UK fans kind of griping a little bit about the ticket prices and the lineup that they got, and I, and, I, and I totally understand why they feel like maybe they didn't get the stack card that they wanted. But I will say I'm very, very intrigued by this main event, Tom Aspinall versus Marcin Tybura. I mean, the betting lines would indicate that it's not very much of a fight. And, I mean, listen, I'll, I'll be honest. Even I was a little bit surprised. I was, I was putting together my notes and stuff that, man, Marcin Tabura 7-1 in his last eight fights right now, man. He, I had no idea he was on that type of a run because he's just kind of, you know, Marcin's just a, he's a very quiet, respectful dude. He's always very, yep. he's a very polite guy, you know what I mean? But he's all, you know, he shows up the press conferences and he's just like, oh, well, I'm just very satisfied to be here and I will put on a fantastic, I got terrible impressions. I need to leave those to you. I, I don't <laughs> do any, he just, he just, he's a very kind of soft-spoken guy and he's not flashy in the way that he does it. I will say I did see that initial face-off. Um, when when Tom Aspinall even said to Marcin, it was funny because it was in Polish, but he's like, hey, what happened? You're not fat anymore. Have you been training? And everybody was laughing because it was like, oh, look, Aspinall speaking Polish. But Marcin did look pretty lean, man. I got to say, he looked pretty yeah. lean. So I, I, yep. I, I'm intrigued by this fight because I do believe – before Aspinall's knee injury, man, I was ready to just bet the house that this dude was a future UFC champion. And I still feel like yep. he's going to be Everybody a was. Yeah, I man. Mean, the, like, the run that he was on was unbelievable. But, you yep. know, a year away, the knee injury, is he the same athlete? Are there any mental issues? Are there any physical issues? And when I say mental issues, obviously I'm talking about confidence, hesitation. You know, you hear about that a lot. People say, you know, they don't necessarily – even though they think they trust – the repair, even though they think they trust that their body is there, they get into a firefight and all of a sudden they don't trust their body as much and they hesitate. And you know in this game, especially in the heavyweight division, if you hesitate even just a little bit, uh, that can be lights out for you. So 
I'm picking Aspinall. Of course, I, I, I would struggle, I think, to, to find a lot of people that are just heavy, like, no, this is Tybura's night. But if there are any any mental or physical hesitations or issues, Tabura is the kind of guy that is not going to be overwhelmed. He's not going to be intimidated, and he can play spoiler in this. Um, so I'm just interested, I guess, to see can Aspinall pick up where he left off? Because before that injury, I'm telling you right now, uh, this dude looked every bit future UFC champion to me. Yeah, man, and going back and and looking at you know at that injury, it happened like what like 15 seconds yeah. into like round one. I mean, he had all the hype going into that fight, and it was just such the weirdest, crazy injury, you know, that it happened. And but yeah, to see how long it's been away, I mean, there has to be some bit of doubt, you know, entering in your mind a little bit. You know, will the knee be there a hundred percent going into it? I mean, who knows what it was like going into that bout? You know, if there was some questionable thoughts about it i'm sure there's going to be some questionable thoughts about it now going into it 100 um and like you said tabura man dude he is a beast man like and it's funny because if you just look back at the names you know that he's his his recent wins ivanov blagoy ivanov alexander romanov walt harris greg hardy Ben Rothwell, Maxim Grishin, and Sergey Spivak. Like, That's not dude, bad. those are legit. That's not bad. That's legit names of of uh, some big, dangerous dudes. And I mean, I think a lot of those guys. I mean, I'd have to go back and look at at Aspinall thing, but I think a lot of those guys would make for a decently tough matchup for any for anybody, and let and let alone Tom. But man, uh, I have to think that he's going to be riding such a high going into that arena carrying that shoulder and hearing that London crowd, he's going to be feeling invincible. Um, even if there are doubts on that knee, um, I'm sure that's going to be gone once he steps in there because he's going to be feeling um, so much, you know, elation from all that, those fans, but it's a lot of weight to carry on that knee. So I yeah. hope that knee is a hundred percent because it's going to be carrying a lot of weight on those shoulders. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just think his speed and his creativity and he's just got more weapons um, than what we're going to see from Tybura. But, man, um, Tybura's tough, man. Um, people don't get him down easy. He likes to stay, sh- you know, and, and throw. But, you know, so does Aspinall. Um, I just I, – I think with Tom, he's going to he's gonna be going in there wanting to make a big splash to come back. But I think he just can't – he can't take Tybura too lightly. Right. Um, Tybura's got power. You know, I think that's part of the, the fault is that people see this happy-go-lucky guy – Standing across, they're going to face off, and he's going to be smiling at him, waiting to shake his hand, you know. But he's dangerous, and he just can't take him lightly because if he goes in there thinking that he doesn't have power and he gets caught, man, um, because he's just going forward and he's not giving him um, his due his due credit, um, it could be a bad day. And boy, that would be a hard loss to come back from, you know. Let alone coming back from that injury and then being the main event and then letting down that crowd. I think that's something he doesn't want to do. So I'm sure he's going to be, um, you know, on his best behavior in that fight. But um, I did pick Tom in our our staff picks, but, you know, um, there's, you know, it's definitely more than just a puncher's chance. I mean, temper, I mean, I hate when people just say a puncher's chance because um, regardless what the odds say, I mean, you look at who this guy has fought with. uh, I mean, these guys are tough as nails. Um, He's got a really, really good chance. And, And in fact, I mean, you know, no, no pick is a hundred percent, you know, as much as I think Aspinall for sure has what it takes, you know, um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Ty Burrow pulls another one out, we were just like, man, why do we doubt this dude? Why do we, why do we continuously doubt this guy? Cause it happens over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we take, we, 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 as media even take people too lightly. Cause we, we see their happy face. I'm just like, Oh, he's so holly jolly, you know? 
And then you forget, like, yeah, the dude can turn it on. Um, but who knows? But I think Osmo is going to be able to get the job done. I think uh, being in London is the right thing for him. Because if there is doubts, I think he's going to be willing to work through any nerves or whatever because he knows that uh, that crowd is going to be just right there pushing him 110% from the, the background. And the crowd is always so loud. That's the only thing that – you're right. Oh, when yeah. I looked at this card, I, I was definitely one where I was like, oh, you know, this isn't one that I would want to travel overseas for. But boy, if you're from that region and from that area, that arena is going to be just so uh, amazing. Yeah. Like those events over there in, in London and in Europe are just absolutely incredible. The fans are so fantastic. Yes, are. Um, so, yeah, I mean, while some of the fights maybe not be the biggest on names, I mean, that crowd's going to make it sound like it's literally the best pay-per-view card that you've ever seen. It's going to sound loud as all get yes, out. Yes, they are. They um, are the best. So it should be pretty amazing. I will look forward to seeing that environment, yeah. And I'll, on Saturday, I'll miss it. I'm not soaking that in. Uh, that, but I will not be, you know, sad that I'm not flying back home the next day. The yeah. Day out the <laughs> uh, all right, I do want to ask you about the co-main event. Because it's okay, – this is – I'm a little intrigued by this co-main event because Molly McCann, obviously, man, we know how popular she is. She's Superstar. fun. Yeah. She is awesome. Yeah. She just has the it factor, man. Like, she, she has this 100%. infectious, contagious energy when you're around her. She's amazing. And you match her up with Julija Stolyarenko who is 1-5 in, in the UFC, who has had a, yep. a, a less-than-stellar run in the UFC. Yep. And on the surface, you might go, oh, well, look at the matchmakers here. Yeah, they're giving, yep. they're yep. giving Molly a gimme because they want, the, they, they want that London crowd to get their reward and to get all 100%. fired up, and they want to lead into it. But, hey, <laughs> Julita Stolyarenko, like, what is she good at? She's good at grappling. And what has Molly struggled at? She struggled at grappling. When she's been in bad spots, it's yeah. against people that can outgrapple her. So on the one hand, I look at this and I go, okay, I see what the matchmakers did here. They're going to get this crowd on their feet leading into the main event. But on the other hand, I'm like, you know, are we setting ourselves up for a little bit of a uh, just styles make fights kind of matchup right here and Stolyarenko, while she might not be the most talented, most successful athlete in the division, maybe she's the right athlete to pull the upset off here? I mean, I mean, it certainly sounds good on paper. If you're, if you're, especially if you, if you said it like that, I can sure the, see where the, uh, the, the odds makers are like, yes, now people are going to put some money on that other line. But no, nah, I mean, I like, I like, I like Julia. I think she's fun. I think she's super, super nice. But man, I think Molly's just, man, she's going to, if I thought Tom was going to go in there fired up, it's going to pale in comparison to when Molly walks in the cage. She might even get a bigger pop than uh tom when yeah. she walks into that arena i think they absolutely adore her i think they love everything about her she's bold she's boisterous she goes out there and she delivers when when she brings the big fucking elbow knockouts and all that kind of shit they just lose their absolute minds and this is another fight where um i could and we've seen Stolyarenko get bloodied up in events before i Boy, I just have a feeling this might be one of those ones where if she does try to get it down and then she somehow ends up on her back thinking that she's going to take Molly with some sort of slick submission, Molly's just going to ground and pound and bloody the the, the piss out of her, unfortunately. <laughs> I just think um, – I, I think I, – I envision this one's going to be a messy, 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 bloody one. And what's crazy is like Molly's going to love that. She's going to eat it up. Oh, like yeah. She would literally be – could be covered in Julia's blood and she's going to be just like reveling in it. Like. Yep. BJ Penn style. And oh, it's yeah. gonna, I think the crowd's going to absolutely lose it. But I, when I saw this matchup, I mean, I, I don't think I took but two seconds before I circled Molly's name in our in our staff picks. I, I think this is a um, – and I, 
and I feel bad saying I just not that it's like an outmatch. I just think when it comes to these big moments, we've seen you know Stolyarenko have these chances to sort of shine, and she just sort of falters. I mean, I know she, I think she fought once in Invicta and did really well, and I think that was some of her best stuff because like she just hasn't been able to put it together in uh, the UFC run of things. She's put on good showings. I know she's gonna. She's a hundred percent game. She's gonna go in there and give everything that she can. That's one hundred percent. But uh, I just think that it's just Molly's gonna be too much there. Maybe if the fight was at the apex where it's more even ground or something, then I think maybe Molly mm-hmm. wouldn't be amped up. But I, I see Molly going in there in complete like Terminator mode, and nothing's gonna stop her from getting a victory. But I do think this is going to get bloody. Uh, I think it's going to be a bloody, bloody think, fight. This uh, might be the bloodiest of the night. I, I think, That's my prediction of the night. This is this is going to be the bloodiest fight of the night. The bloodiest <laughs> fight of the night. I think you might. I think you might have talked me into that line of thinking as well. That was kind of my <laughs> initial line of thinking. Is like I know what this matchup is, and I thought, well, maybe it's not that matchup. But you are right. It's uh, it's London Molly, right? London Molly is a little bit different. Uh, bring a little now bit she, different. She can't get. She can't. Now she's got to be smart. I mean, she can't go in there thinking like. Julia has no uh, weapons either. Because you're right. Because you sold it. I mean, like, she's good grappling. She's slick. But, you know, if she starts getting shots and starts getting blooded up and gets on the ground and takes some damage, you know, she's going to start shelling up. And that's just, yeah. gonna, that'll be the end of it. She, but she's not, she doesn't, I hope up. it is, a, I hope it is competitive one, man. I love, I love it when they give the women the shot to kind of shine in these big spots, like co mains, some main events, you know, so they're, they're putting them in the spotlight. I mean, Hell, I mean, and that, but that's key to Molly. Molly's definitely the A side in this, and I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, where else do you put her? I mean, she's an absolute superstar, and if she's able to come out there and just pummel her and just make a, a hell of a, a performance, uh, all the better, you know. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that she needs if they ever want to possibly move her into, you know, carrying uh, uh, another fight night somewhere. This is this is the the, the step. To, that she needs to do so um i think it's i think it's a i think it's a wonderful matchmaking in the sense of for that london crowd and i i, I have no doubts that molly's going to deliver no doubts at all fireworks fireworks uh all right listen yeah. andre feely versus nathaniel wood that'll be a phenomenal fight as well to all action fighters i think that'll be uh you know an, an exciting fight but i'm gonna i'm gonna breeze by it even though i have a lot of respect for both those guys just because the one that i got circled the one that i'm <laughs> fired up man Paul is it the next Craig. One? Is it the next Paul one? Craig is making his way down. <laughs> Paul Craig. To, he's making his way down to the middleweight division to face Andre Muniz, and just uh, the idea of of Paul Craig moving uh, weight classes is, is is intriguing to me. I can't wait to see the weigh-ins because that's a big dude. Um, he's a big boy. And and the stylistic matchup between him and Andre Muniz, I mean, that could be some phenomenal jujitsu. A little bit surprised to see Andre Muniz, you know, hovering around a minus two twenty five, and that was um, after being bet down. He was like a minus one eighty to open with, and now he's down around a minus two twenty five. So money's coming in on him, um, which I understand. I got a lot of respect for Andre Muniz as well. You know, before his setback, he, he was one of those ones that everybody was saying, "This is the guy. Pay attention. He's a new force in division." But I'm telling you, as a whole fight card right there man that's that's the one that i think might be the the john morgan personal favorite right there that's the one i'm looking forward to so who are you picking 
<sighs> I think I gotta wait to weigh in. I think I gotta wait to weigh in yeah. because I, I, dude, if, <laughs> yeah, I know that is gonna be some big questions. Yeah, you know when uh, somebody changes weight classes like that, I always struggle because I, I like I really now if it's just normally if it's just the same weight class that they've been in every time, you're like, well, I need to see them at weigh ins. I'm like, come on, dude, you, yeah. you know what they're gonna look like. You've seen them weigh in ten yep. times, but when you're changing weight classes, I always like. Hold on, what's gonna, what's gonna, like, is he gonna show up and be like, oh my God, how are you not already at this? You look like a chiseled Adonis in this division, or is he gonna show up looking like, is, are, you know, they're carrying his ass to the scales and he's, you know, he's, he's, he's barely making it, and like, you know, he can't, you know, he goes to put the face paint on, but he's so exhausted, he just puts like one little tiny blue stripe right there, just because he's like, I ain't got the energy, bro. I'm just, I'm just putting yeah. a, a couple little blue polka dots on the face, you know what I mean? Just, you yeah. know, we got to see that. You got to see that. But because he is a big boy, you're right. He's a big boy. That's it. If he's, if he's he, so if big. he does this right, and he's perfect at 185, dude, he's gonna be a problem, and especially against a guy like Andre Muniz, who yes, of course, has higher pedigree jiu-jitsu, but I don't think is doing anything that, like, Paul hasn't seen before. Paul's got that slickness, and he's got that creativity, so if he's if he's uh, if he looks good at the weigh-ins, I think this is a, a, a real unique spot for, a, for for an upset, for an underdog call. Yeah, and I did actually go the underdog route. I did take Craig in this one. Um, but you're right. I, I think the danger, you know, when I started thinking about, okay, both these guys like the jujitsu. The, the the only downfall I've seen from Craig in, in the times is that he wants to get into that mode. He wants to just immediately go to his back, you know, and this is not a guy you really want to get into because this is a guy that also is going to be more than happy to just keep you down there. I think Craig needs to strike him. He needs to use that length. He needs to hurt him on the feet because um, I think Andre's going to try to get him to the ground. Andre Andre doesn't want to stand and, and, and bang with, with Craig, and I think no. that's what Craig needs to do. Um, so it'll be interesting. You're right. I mean, if he's coming in looking super depleted where he's just like, bro, can we just get in there and lay and just start grappling? You know, I'm like, fuck, this is going to be a <laughs> shitty fight because all they're going to do is want to grapple. Um, I, I want to see him lay some hands. I think he'd be some, he could do some danger. Um I, and I've doubted him in the past, you know, and he, and he kind of pulls it. He always pulls those one out. So I kind of pulled, I pulled for Craig to pull um, something out of the bag in this one and get it. But I just hope he just doesn't immediately start it. And then, you know, immediately they just, they, they go in there, they tap hands and then they both just hop onto the ground. And then one of them lets him take <laughs> on the back. And I'm like, no, this is not submission grappling. See, like, come I, on. I, me, I'd be okay like, with that. I'd like. <laughs> I know you would. I'm like, come on. Like, you're allowed like, to punch. Don't punch you're allowed each to punch, other. Guys. Let's just see some jiu-jitsu. Let's have some fun. Uh, uh, all right, so listen. it should be interesting. It should be. It should listen, be interesting. I said, God, you know, he is such a big dude. He's six oh, foot three. He's huge. Uh, six foot three. And then there's time scene when you go into like light heavy. You're just like, boy, that looked like that was a tough cut. And I just don't how you how you ch- take another 20 pounds off of that. You know, it's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. We saw him recently. He was cornering somebody. Well, somewhat recently, I saw him cornering for uh, somebody at PFL, and he looked like he was much trimmer then. He's I mean, I grant these guys, down. they never, they never are, are look like crazy out of shape. But it looked like now that I think about it, he must have already been working his body down into that uh, frame. Um, but he was still towering. I mean, he was. There, there were the steps at the the venue. He was on a lower level, and he was still, like, eye level, I think, with me. And I was just like, this guy is so big. Such a monster. Um, yeah, such a big dude. So, man, if, but, yeah, you're right, man. If he can if he can maintain it and look good and have good energy levels, I mean, and have the ability to fight in two different uh, divisions and and uh, do some dangerous work, man, that, 
that works out for him. But yeah, this is a tough this is a tough task. But uh, I think if he can keep it on the the feet and work some strikes, I think it I think it'd be benefit him. I agree. Just, at least hurt him a little bit. Then take then go to the ground. <laughs> hurt him first. Don't just uh, try to do a jujitsu match because that's not going to work. Listen, I know I know a lot of the UK crowd with the fans were upset at the ticket prices and, and they said the card wasn't that great. But I will say I do think it, if you look at it on paper, I think we're going to have some exciting fights. Uh, you know, we mentioned the ones up at the top there for sure. Those are big. I mean, Davy Grant's back. He's always in fun fights. Yeah, you see, uh, he's Jack, always, he, you oh, know what you're getting with the Davy Grant fight, 100%. You're getting, you're getting a fun fight. That'll be great. Kulabal and Laurel Murphy could be a fun fight as well. Yeah, Joel Alvarez fun. against Mark Diakese is there. Uh, just I mean, Brian Barberina is in there. So you got some you got some fights that I think are going to be exciting. And I'm looking forward to it. I think for us – Prelim start at 9 a.m. on Saturday and uh, a main oh, card yeah. at noon Pacific. So uh, I'm looking forward to actually watching some kind of morning fights and then uh, having our little Saturday evening day off. Drinking. So, little, little day drinking. Day drinking might be happening. Just saying. Just, give, just saying. Just saying. All right, listen. <laughs> uh, I want to I wanna get to this before we go. Matt Clark. Uh, Matt Clark. First of all, we appreciate Matt Clark and his support of the show. We also appreciate his patience because he reached out. Now, there's a couple ways I could say this. I could say he reached out a few shows ago, which doesn't make it sound that long, and it's true. Or I could say he reached out a month ago, and, <laughs> and we have just been crazy busy and running around, and we never got a chance to address this question. But... Thank you, Matt Clark, for your patience. You reached out just a few shows ago to ask this question, and I want to pose it to you now. Now, here was the question. I mean, we teased it before. If all the stars aligned, what fight, male and female, do you guys would think the most impact by the end of the year of 2023? Now, the most impact is interesting because there's a lot of ways to look at that, right? You can interpret that many different ways. You can say most impact in terms of that's the one that's going to be the most meaningful in terms of historical value or ranking significance. You could mean most impact in terms of what's going to generate the most revenue at the box office, what's going to get the most pay-per-view buys, what's going to sell out Madison Square Garden or T-Mobile Arena or wherever it may be. So there's a lot of ways you can take this, and I'm not going to put any rules on how you take it. Uh, but I'll start with mine in the men's division. I kind of looked at this two okay. ways, all right? I looked at – there's two ways we could do this. Now, we could say the fantasy route or, like, we can just, you know, make anything up. Or we could go with, you know, what's actually viable and could be done. And, and when I say fantasy route, I, you know what? I'll just go crazy fantasy route first. Because I will say the two – I've got two fights that are the most – this is taken – he said if all the stars align, so I, I can do anything I want. And, and one – one is an easy one. One is an easy one, and that would be uh, the fight that we always talk about that we want to see at one point, that we assume we're going to see at one point, that we don't ever care uh, how it happens, but that would be Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz 3. That would be a hugely impactful fight in terms of uh, significance in in, in uh in, in the society and being the sporting discussion. I mean, I think those two together move the needle. Connor McGregor and ADS3. The other one that I'm going to get wild, and I'm just going to get wild because we, we can do whatever. Brock Lesnar coming back and facing John Jones. Brock Lesnar and John <laughs> Jones would do gangbuster numbers, but I don't think Brock's ever fighting again. So those are my two no. crazy ones that were out there. Did you, did you have anything on your list that was just like kind of ridiculous well, or kind well, of like. No, I Mine was more like just I, I just towed the line of like I guess divisions and things that meant I, I like your answers though because you're you you took a much more whimsical like uh, <laughs> just shot shot for the stars I love it like I mean, where we mine said was more all like the okay stars well, what, what, 
Yeah, like yeah, that's true. Good, good point. Well, I guess I failed the answer because I'm I'm already just looking at these. Some of these, I'm like, well, this makes sense for the light heavy division. This looks for the heavy division. All right, throw um, some out there. Let's see. What some of the ones to- I put, I, I said that I wanted to see Volk and Islam rematch. Um, I wanted to see that. I think that that's a potential to happen. Uh, I know Islam. He's trying to shoot upwards as well. Everybody's trying to shoot up in the other division. You know, I was trying to call out Leon and other kind of stuff, but I, I want to see Volk and Islam fight again. If not, I think what makes sense for that, I would like to see Islam either give a look at like Charles or maybe if Dustin's able to come away with the BMF belt to give Dustin a shot in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those fights would be very, very good. Um, I want to see Leon and Colby. Um, I think that that's a fight that, uh, you know, because Usman, I don't want to see Usman in there. Uh Anytime soon, I, we we just saw it twice. Would you um, Would you rather see if you only get one? Would you rather see Leon Colby or Leon Islam? Leon Colby. Because mm. I just want to hear what he says to you on fight week. <laughs> F you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my buddy there. He just wants to see me get thrown under the bus. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> and uh, other, th- I do want to see that Izzy Drickus. Izzy yeah. Drickus. I mean, like, it's tough. When I started thinking about all these other ones, I was like, man, I really want to see this. I really want to see this. I mean, I, I like the Izzy Drickus, but, I mean, uh, Colby's definitely do. But, I mean, it's it's tough because, you know, it's I guess it's more fun playing fantasy, whatever. But, I mean, there's a lot of questions in some of these divisions that need to happen this this year. I mean, like, what's going to happen with the light heavyweight? What, what do we got going on? What's going on with the heavyweight? You know, is Jones – I think Jones, as much as I love um, Stipe, Stipe is going to get smoked in that fight. And yeah. Jones, if Jones walks away, then what do we do? And if he doesn't walk away, what makes sense for Jones at that point? You know, then is it Pavlovich? Is it the winner? Uh, or is it Pavlovich versus like the winner of, uh, of Gon and Spivak? I mean, the light heavy and heavyweight division, there's a lot of questions that need to get answered for this this uh, this year. I mean, it's July and we're getting yeah. ready to have like possible like well, <laughs> multiple bells without people a, holding if, them. If Aspinall impresses this weekend, where does he stand in the division as well? I mean, I think he's got to be right up there he's as certainly, well. He's certainly in there. He's certainly in there. But, man, he in terms of hype, I think he's there. But in terms of, like, what he's done recently, he, well, Jones, I mean, what has he really done recently? One fight. Um, but still, I just don't know if it's worth to see him there. But as for, like, you know, light heavy and stuff, I mean, you got Yuri, you got Ankalaev, you got um, – people that i think i, I really want to see uncle i have make i, I mean i we've been high on that dude for a long time yeah. i mean i think this is the guy that's ready to get a shot i want him to get a shot soon but i mean is it yuri and him that should be talking soon or something but um there's some definitely some interesting questions but you're right osman i mean it's it he's certainly in that vein but i just feel like he needs to do more to have some more recent um stuff on his record I just feel like, yeah. especially with this question of how his knee is going to – if he goes out there and it, and he puts on a piss-pork performance because his knee doesn't look all there, but he still gets to win, that's not going to carry anything for me. I'm like, good Agreed. win, but that doesn't that doesn't make me want to see you anywhere near to the, the belt, you know. Um, yep. I just think he needs – we need to make sure that he's good to go because we're seeing now it's like there's so much of these guys like – they're even to get in the belt. If well, if their name isn't Islam and their name isn't Alexander Volkanovsky, it's like we're seeing all this quick turnover. So it's like you want to see somebody get the belt and be of good body, mind, and then hold on to the thing for a this, little bit. I feel like well, that's one the light thing that heavy I'm, and this heavy is just so questionable. Oh, it's a light heavyweight's a mess right now because of everything that's happened. And I agree. It's one of the reasons I'm not big in like 
going and challenging for another division, especially right away. Like I love, and we've said it before, but I'll say it again. I to me that is the mark of a great champion. I know the champ champ thing is all the rage, but that's not to me the mark of a great champion. The mark of a great champion is dominating a division and and defending the yeah. belt five, six, seven, eight times, you know, and taking out everybody in the division. Like that's when you go, wow, that dude is legit great. So I, I agree with you there. So a lot of mine was the same. I, and, and, so I went with the fantasy ones. My realistic ones, the first one that came to mind for me was Volkanovski Mahachev too. Like seeing Volk and Islam again really yeah. does appeal to me. And when you talk about impactful, I don't know how big it'll sell in the box office, but you're talking about two of the top pound for pound fighters on yeah. the planet. So that is meaningful. But it was such it was such a high level oh, fight too. Great. I mean, fight. like it was so fantastic. I just there's so many I want to see what Volk does, what he took from that. I mean, we saw what he just recently did, but I want to see what he what he learned from that fight, and I want to see on the flip side what Makachev is able to do. He was able to get the win, but I guarantee he got out of that fight and he was like, "Guys, we got to change some stuff. Like, I can't just do what I normally do, yep. you know." Like, so it'll be interesting to see what new wrinkle he throws in his game. And yeah, I mean, it just I I just in terms of impactful MMA, I mean, it maybe not be the biggest box office, but in terms of a fight that I think all the other fighters. And every fan wants to watch to see, like, as for an example of, like, this is what high-level high MMA is right now today. That's the fight that they can put and say, here it is. I agree. You know? I agree. So, so I'm excited for that one. Now, the, another one that I put on my list was, and, and it's, it's right there, it's on the tee, but uh, is Conor McGregor and Michael Chandler. It's the fight that's supposed to happen. Now, yeah. this one I said impactful in a different way, right? Because anytime Conor fights – yeah, the needle moves. Everybody, the world stops. Yep. Everybody pays attention. Um, now that doesn't have near the impact in terms of ranking. Like I don't even know if the winner would get a title shot. I guess if Connor would win, he'd probably fight for. for <laughs> yeah. I mean the Connor clause. The, Con the Connor clause, dog. <laughs> <laughs> if Connor yeah. wants it, Connor gets it. Connor gets it. Yeah, Connor bless. Uh, yeah, he would probably get the title shot. But so I don't know. It'd be impactful in terms of rankings, but it would move the needle. But I will say this, and, and I felt like I felt like kind of a cop out. So the the, the only would the only. I guess downfall of the Islam folk fight is that we just saw it, right? Even though, for all you said, yeah. it's meaningful. It's it was it was a great fight. Like who the hell? That's MMA at its highest level. I think the two fights right now that are the most impactful are are two, and you mentioned both of them. But I I think John Jones and Steve Miocic. Even though I tend to agree with you, I think John Jones is going to win that fight handily. I do think that thing being at Madison Square Garden, uh, the heavyweight champ against you know the long reigning champ. Like I I think I think. People are going to come out for that one, man. I think that one's going to. I think that yeah. one's going to capture the public's attention. And then the other one um, is is Rilada Sanya and Drickus Duplessis, just because that is heat. I mean, that Real is heat. heat. That Real is heat. White hot heat. You know what I'm saying? Like that is yeah. crazy. And, and both of them are fantastic fighters as well. I mean, like both of them are firing on all cylinders. Like all those guys, man. It's that fight. Out, even outside of the heat, I mean, it's just going to be their their styles. One oh is yeah. Just so. Just it's just amazing. I mean, I, I just want to see like, yeah. You know, I know a lot of people tune in because of the fight week, you know, of all the antics and stuff. And you know, the talk is going to be fantastic that fight week. It might be a little heated and a little bit uh, not safe for work, one hundred percent. But you know, when it gets to it for the fight, man, it's just. But it will not have any racial undertones. It will not have any racial undertones. Let all. me be clear. Just overtones, just fully <laughs> overtones. No undertones, just full on one hundred percent in your face tones. Uh, yeah, that, that, that'll be that'll be something. But you know, uh, and you you talk about with Jones. I mean, like in Madison Square Gardens, I think that was one of the things we saw when he when he came back and fight. The dude still moves the needle, and he still the crowd absolutely loves this dude. 
Um, I think the guy can, you know, step away again for another year or two and come back and people still love it. I mean, he's just such a freak of nature and he just, he does everything right, you know, in terms of when it comes to like the fight game, maybe not on the, in his regular life, but when it comes to the fight game, selling the fight, showing up on fight week, doing, doing the, the rounds and making every round a hundred percent just work for him. Um, he's just a fantastic spokesperson when he's in the ring talking about fighting, um, you know, outside of what other crazy shit has happened to his life on the, on the outsides. I mean, he's a hell of a fighter, um, and he carries the sport well. And, um, dude, I, I think he moves him, he moves the needle crazy. So, I mean, yeah, I think MSG, I would love to be able to get that, the nod to work that one. There's a, I mean, the, I like New York, but I like New York when there's a fight that makes it worth all that bullshit of going across the U S and stuff. It's and a John Jones fight is worth it. It's so true because I don't necessarily love like just the difficulty of getting around New York and the cost of everything yeah. and, and the it's tiny brutal. hotel rooms and all that stuff. Yeah. But a New York crowd, a Madison Square Garden crowd, like those those press conferences, yeah. the the New York crowd where they're hooting and hollering and t- I mean it's madness. Oh, it's it's gonna be fun. All right, a lot of big ones on the horizon. All right, now let's get to the women's side because it's it's a, I think it's a little bit tougher on the women's side now. Knowing that you know I, I was playing the fantasy route, I'm sure you know what I would say right away in terms of if I can have anybody in the world, and that would be. I'd bring Ronda, Ronda Rousey. Rousey back. Yeah, Ronda Rousey. You bring <laughs> Ronda Rousey back. She is she is still a star. She is still the biggest star in the history of the women's division. Uh, she does still, I think, move the needle, and I think it would get people interested. But here's where it got interesting for me, and I, I want to hear what you have to say. Because I say, all right, I'm going to bring Ronda Rousey back. All right, I got her under contract. I'm bringing her back now. Who am I bringing her back for? And, I, and, and three options kind of jumped to my mind right away, right? One. Okay. There's one. There's one that stands out right in my face right now. Okay. I'm gonna see if you have her. All right. So I mean, two are rematches. One would be fresh. Obviously, okay. uh, Holly Holm. The rematch of Holly Holm that was supposed to happen okay. that never okay. did. Okay. 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 All right. That one. The other rematch would, of course, be the epic rivalry of Misha Tate. That would that's be there it. as well. And then the and then the last one would be the one that's not the rematch for me, and that would be a little bit weird. But man, I could just imagine the tension that would build between them. And that is Juliana Pena. Interesting. I didn't think about Juliana. Juliana, that would be interesting. You like any of those three of, of, of more than the other? I, I immediately, I immediately wanted Misha. Right, I wanted that yeah. rematch uh, even more so than Holly. Um, when we just saw Holly lose, uh, Holly, well, all a lot of Holly's definitely not the same Holly that beat maybe um, Ronda at that time. I think. I mean, that was what? She's gotten better. Eight years ago? It was a long time ago. Um, But, man, that's the same thing when you think about when Misha lost her. But Misha seems much more, um, I don't know, maybe I think her experience has worked in her favor. And I think the time away when she was, like, doing all the one stuff kind of wasn't wearing tear on her body, even though she was popping up babies. Um, (laughs) She was looking good on the red carpet. I think maybe that's why I was thinking Misha. I was like, man, Cupcake looked good. Um, but yeah, immediately when I was thinking about it, cause I think that'd be a fight where there's the heat between the two of them, between Misha and Rhonda would be much more so than Holly. Cause Holly's never going to go really in there and like talk the trash and, and Rhonda has been away for so long. Um, and it might be a little weird for her to try to go in there and, and talk trash at the woman that KO'd you, you know? Right. Um, so it might be a little bit weird, but I don't know, man. Um, 
but yeah, uh, I, I'm with you though. I'd like to see Ronda come back. Um, but man, you, you mentioned Pena, and man, I'm kind of I'm kind of into it, um, yeah, right? You know, she's gonna talk mad, mad shit. The and whole and their week. history dates all the way back to the Ultimate Fighter. She was yeah. on Team Tate on the Ultimate Fighter, so she was on the other team. So I about that, she would definitely talk Dude. some trash. I, I, I mean, you know, I, I get it. Juliana's a little bit cringe sometimes, but she was not Pena afraid. You think Pena would smoke her? Oh. You think Pena would smoke her? See, any, uh, I think if it's a grappling match, it's competitive, and Juliana's not the greatest striker. Like, for instance, right now, like if you were like, okay, well, what about, the, and, and I don't know if you were thinking another one, because another one that we always talked about was uh, Rousey and Cyborg, right? And then I even, then I got crazy, uh, and I was like, what about Rousey and Gina Carano? Like, if we're getting really crazy, but like, yeah. you know, but. I think uh, I think Cyborg. At the, I mean, at this point, I mean, Ronda's shown that striking is without question her issue, yeah. and I think she would lose to Cyborg even at this point. If I'm being honest, yeah, I think there in the past, I think I I would have gave Ronda more chance against Cyborg, but Cyborg still, man, she's still just devastating with her striking. Uh, she's just mm-hmm. nasty. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to see that one. Um, but you know, I'm kind of into think, the Pena one. Pena Pena take Ronda Pena. Yeah, I'm. I'd be into that. I'd be into that. And boy, and that's the crazy thing. Ronda's been away for the sport for a while, but Ronda will still bring the people back. I mean, like, yep. If everybody's kind of forgotten, you know. Well, not that they forgot, but I mean, like, Connor became such a crazy, just super, super, superstar after Ronda, you know. And then Ronda, her time away, and her when she left, you know, kind of. People are just like, oh, okay, well, see ya. Don't let the door hit you. You know, she kind of rubbed people a little bit wrong. You know, towards the end, she was just very short and abrupt. And a lot of people wanted to see um, the Ronda of the beginning where she was, uh, you know, I don't know if they wanted to see more of a graceful exit in, instead of the exit that they did. And Absolutely. Um, then she came into WWE, and now she's played sort of the heel, but I know she's, you know, likes that crowd thing. Maybe there's a possibility. I don't know, but... Um, I haven't heard of her training. I haven't heard of her doing anything outside of like uh, Rousey Acres or I don't, Rousey Acres yeah, let, and all the other kind of stuff. I'm gonna go ahead and put this out now. By the way, that was just fantasy matchmaking. If I'm being honest right now, I'm, I know the rumors are out there. Everybody's talking about. It. I will say it was kind of funny. Last week at CFFC, uh, the UFC sends us commercials and video packages that they want to run. You know, during our breaks, which is always like promoting the next pay per view or et cetera, yeah. et cetera. One of the packages they sent us was the Ronda Rousey fight lore. Uh, video, which is not new. Like, it didn't just come out. So yeah. it was kind of funny yeah. that they were like, hey, guys, <laughs> go ahead and run this a little bit. I'm like, are y'all being just a little cheeky out there? What's going on here? But could be. But, but I don't I don't think she's That one was back. really good. That was that one was really fun. That it was, was a, that good, was a episode. good episode. No, it was that a was, great that episode. That was a really, really good episode. It was probably one of the better ones. But it is kind of little – it is a little yeah. tongue-in-cheek, a little there. sort of something. So, but, I, but I don't think she's coming back. All right, so, so – But, those, I mean, if we're shooting for stars, hey, we're bringing back Ronda. We're bringing back Ronda. All right, so those are all the fantasy ones. Then I started thinking, all right, now let's get rid of fantasy. I tell you what. Uh, we are really seeing the Amanda Nunes effect, right? Because, um, first of all, by the way, I have heard that the UFC is moving forward with disbanding the featherweight division, so don't don't expect that to be right. I think not, not that there was any surprise. The writing's been on the wall for that for a while, but my understanding is that's pretty much a done deal, that that's going to be gone. It's, like they pulled, it's crazy because they pulled that off the website like a year ago, it feels like, or something. And it's crazy. They never, had, they like, never oh, even had not, rankings. It was just Amanda. Yeah, they're like, it's not even. <laughs> they're like, oh, it's not on the website. I was like, bro, Which, has it ever really been on? By there? the way, I'm just. I never really talk trash about the USC rankings because I appreciate the people that do it. Like, I vote in the USC rankings, and I wish more people did. 
and I don't understand why more people don't, especially because there's a lot of people that, for instance, like vote in the Bellator rankings, but don't vote in the UFC rankings. If you vote in Bellator, why don't you vote in UFC? Like, I don't yeah. get it. So I don't talk trash about those rankings very often just because I respect everybody that does it. But I will say the fact that Norma Dumont moved up a spot in last week's rankings at 135, despite the fact that she's never even competed at 135 in the UFC – is ridiculous to me. I don't understand how people have her on their women's bantamweight rankings when she's never even fought in the women's bantamweight division. That is just ridiculous to me. But anyway, I just want to say yeah, that. You can't stop that dumb truck. It's just mm. <laughs> Norma. Mm. So ridiculous. All right. So, uh, <laughs> Norma, fine. She fine as hell. Oh, that's so funny. All right. So here's what I came up with in terms of it, it's tough, man, because 135, you know, a lot of people, like I said, they've come off losses to Amanda Nunes, that sort of thing. And even the one I came up with, I think the biggest fight you could make in the women's division right now, and you can't even make it right now, which is ridiculous. So maybe I'm not thinking broad enough. i like to hear what you came up with the women's, because I think the biggest fight you could make in the women's division right now would be Zhang Wiley and Valentina Shevchenko, but Valentina's got to beat Alexa Grasso first and get her belt back. Yeah. I, I, right now, yeah. like, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think Zhang... Alexa would be that big of a draw versus Zhang versus Valentina, but Valentina's got to get her belt back before that becomes yep. the draw, I think. I think. Because, yep. yeah, because she's not going down to 115. It's got to be Zhang Wiley coming up. And why is Zhang Wiley going to come up? Oh, you know what? I just – well – Bringing Joanna back and doing Joanna Zhang Wiley too again—that'd be a badass one too if you could do that again. But obviously, she's not coming back. Yeah, she she seems like she has no interest at all. Uh, but she is definitely capable. But yeah, I, I you know I've thought about her for a minute. But yeah, she just seems she's she's enjoying her life. Yeah, she uh, loves it. She's out there yeah. running businesses and being on the beach and good for her, man. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah, I love Joanna. I love Joanna. I know some people didn't like her because we're at two, but I love her. So, what did you come up with? Did you come up with anything big in the women's division? No, because I was I got stuck on going to all the guys division, but I did I did want to in, involve Zhang Wiley in something, but I wasn't quite sure. But I I think I think you're onto something, you know, with maybe going up and doing like the Shevchenko. I think that's a good idea. But yeah, it'd be different if she's able to get that belt. Um, but yeah, I mean that even just seeing that fight again, it'd be interesting to see because I mean we start to see these Mexicans lose their belts, you know, and for a while there was there was all this movement. They were going to take all these multiple champions and they're going to go down and do this event in Mexico. Blah blah blah. Now. It's like, hey, can we hold on to these belts, you know, um, for a while there. They were definitely – they were just crushing everybody. Um, but, no, um, th- nothing, you know, I'll just stick, I guess, I with the Ronda one right I'm now. Being... But uh, I, w- I like Zhang Wiley. Um, I just like seeing her fight, man. Oh, I, she's how about Zhang Wiley versus Carla and Rose in the same night? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my matchup. A, tr- a triple threat? I think threat. she smokes a, them both. A, a, a triple threat them. match? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. No, it'd be just, interesting to have all three of them in, in the octagon at once, and then like they're like, okay, who 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 tries to help out the other initially to start? You think that Carl and Rose would have to gang up on Zhang Wiley because they realize she's the she's the 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 danger, most dangerous threat. And but she get, might literally. We saw her pick up Francis. She might pick up both of them, and just slam them both on their heads. But they they but they like look at each other and, and they hesitate a little bit, and then they look at Zhang Wiley and they look back at each other and they keep switching the the stairs back and forth, and finally they have to like. Begrudgingly shake hands to, to work together to defeat Shane Wiley. I mean, I, I it see. literally is a WWE plot playing <laughs> that right now. I love it. 
CM Punk it. has ruined me, man. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I was now gonna I'm, say I blame I blame CM Punk. CM Punk has completely ruined me. All right, listen, uh, that was fun. Uh, Matt Clark, thank you very much for the question. It's a good question. Yeah. We should take more. And I, we did want to want to make sure we send a shout out to JG. He joined up uh, last week or the week before, and I don't know if we ever really sent him a, a thank you for joining. But thanks for joining, JG oh, or truly that. JG. We do appreciate everybody that helps support us over at patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow. And uh, I, I actually really, really enjoy taking uh, listener questions. So maybe it's something we need to do more of because uh, that was a fun discussion. I, I, I like. Uh, That's what it's for. You guys, we, we pay attention to that shit. You sent a message there. We pay attention to it. It may take well, us. You're always on Twitter. I never pay attention to Twitter. It, it, it may take my... us a couple of shows. <laughs> I thought it was a few shows. <laughs> Quote, unquote, a month. But anyway. All right, listen. I've got to run. I've got weigh-ins getting underway here. Uh, oh, it, it, oh, but I forgot. I had to tell you about the, the fun news in Vegas news. I forgot. Maybe I should have brought happened? up in the early what news happened? thing. So uh, I saw this thing. I guess it came out last night, but I just caught it today. Dude, they did a uh, – Metro served a warrant on a house in Henderson searching clues about the murder – of Tupac Shakur. What? Right? What? The shit happened in like in 96. The shit ain't over. Like the cops that are still like That was like 25 like legit. years ago. Yeah, the cops are still looking into it. Uh, I'm not sure what happened, but they literally, I guess like a bunch of like 10 cars or something, went to the pl- and went to this house and searched uh, searched the place, went there late at night, and uh, all on uh, searching what? for more clues on it. Oh, I got to hear Crazy. about this. How, how I know. Did, was, you know, well, it's interesting because when they showed it and they showed a clip, did you, do you know what the last words that Tupac said? So uh, one not. of the cops I mean, is this went like a joke or is this, this is real? No, no, it's legit. This is legit. Well, I mean, you got to take the cop for his, for his word. But when the, the cops right. arrived on the scene, he was still breathing. He was still alive. He was obviously mortally wounded. But um, when the cop, the, the cop, I think he eventually became a detective or whatever, um, said like when he came up to him, he was gasping and he was gathering himself for a breath. And, you know, because the cops asked him, he was like, hey, who did this to you? Who did this to you? And so he's taking his breath and he's gathering himself. And the guy thought that, you know, he was going to say the name of the shooter or, or whatever. And he said, Tupac just said, fuck you. What? <laughs> his last words were, fuck you, to the cop. Oh, wow. <laughs> How fucking dope is that <laughs> wow damn dude he could have he could have gave up whoever it was but no he was like fuck you wow to, to, to his to his end last thing but yeah because that was on the, the news too it showed the, the cop. i did not know that yeah i didn't either i was like dude that's so badass yeah but yeah it just made me think i think of that but yeah so uh apparently uh metro has not I, I assume that was a closed case. Nobody's been paying attention to it, you know, because, yeah, it's been like, yeah, like 20 odd years or whatever. Um, they're still looking at it. And they're, apparently maybe there was a tip or something. But just as of yesterday, a Henderson house got served a search warrant. How, how insane would it be if you found out there was like some detective that's literally been their only assignment for 25 years or whatever? They yeah. Just, like, they, like all they do every day is like, so, say, Bob, anything new on the Tupac case? Like, no, just working hard, uh, man. Hopefully, still well, looking. you know, just still looking, following my still leads, looking. man. And the dude finally came into work the other day. He's like, "Motherfuckers, I got something." <laughs> Rally up the truth, regulators. Oh man, <laughs> too crazy. So, too crazy. so stay All tuned, right. man. That'll be interesting if something comes up. But I thought you would get a kick out of that. That is wild, man. That is that is both That's weird so and wild, cool dude. at the same time. That uh, that you yeah. would get a break on a case some twenty five years later, or whatever. So, nuts. how cool that? Fuck you.
Yeah, gangster. Tupac. Tupac. He's so gangster. Gangster until the end, man. I love it. I love it. All right, listen. Uh, shout out to everybody. Like I said, sports is over patreon.com slash the Roadshow. We really, really do appreciate you. Uh, thank you for everybody that uh, just listens regardless. If you want to take the time to rate us, review us, wherever you do listen, that always helps us out as well. We always do appreciate it. We appreciate you guys uh, just being cool people to us over the years. And more than anything, let me just say thanks for listening.